Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of Get the Flick Out of Here. Uh, I'm your host, Alex Plasby, and with me, as always, is Kate Elizabeth, uh, on location today. Uh, <laughs> uh, not in the studio, but uh, a reporter on the street. Uh, Kate? Hi, Alex. I'm standing here. <laughs> good. Um, I, um, I, 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 I picked this one. Well, you have to, because I, you pick I mean, winners and I pick losers, and I can admit right. that. Um, I picked this one, and I, again, after last week as well, I would like to apologize to the Get the Flick Out of Here viewership uh, for not just doing this one earlier. Like, I, I knew this one is perfectly fit into the into the into our our, our genre. Um, but I felt like it had been overdone. Like every everybody has done a can you believe how bad this movie is? Uh video on never on seen this, or heard on of this, this movie. movie. Wow. Uh it is if you if you YouTube search Mac and me, it's mostly just different people talking shitting on this movie. <laughs> so, um, in different ways. Um, yes, Mac and Me is, is the I name of the movie. I hadn't heard of it, but I remember like the the visuals from it. Like I remembered yeah. Mac. I rem- yeah. and me. Uh, I re- <laughs> I remember seeing like um, either clips of it or whatever. It was in yeah. in my kicking around in my brain somewhere, but I I never yeah. put two and two together. Yes, um, uh, it, it is the answer to the age-old question: What if McDonald's and Coca-Cola use their combined branding powers to make a horrible ripoff of ET? And what if that movie turned out to be absolutely insane? <laughs> um, and and the answer is this: You would get you would get this. You would get Mac and me. Um, I have a question for you off the, right off yes. the top. Yes. Is this more insane than Kiss and the Phantom Menace versus the Phantom Menace? I feel like they're almost equal. <clears throat> I, I I would say this is more insane. Here's why. Kiss versus the Phantom Menace is made for Kiss fans who love Kiss and think think and like the the crazy Kiss fans who believe yes, actually Kiss uh, do come from space and they do have magical powers and they're right. awesome. Um, and either they believe that unironically or they're, they're in on the joke, but it, that's a very specific audience built for that. This was released as though it was going to be the biggest family hit of the nineties. It's go- like, people thought it was going, the people who made it, nobody who actually had any sense, the people who made it genuinely thought it was going to be bigger than E.T., Spoiler. I don't know if you I don't know if you caught this. The very last shot of of the of the film promises a sequel. That is how yes. how in on the success of this film that they that they were is they they were sure of the success of it and they were already planning a sequel. Spoiler alert, the sequel never got made. It did not um, tragically. Oh, wow. Um, 
the the, the writer director um, uh, threatened the sequel back in 2017. Like, well, you never know. We might still be working on one. Dun, dun, dun. No, you're not. You're not. Uh, because you're not. Um, and this isn't like, I wouldn't say this has reached a cult status because as we discussed before we got on here, it had a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, which turned into a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. And there are a whopping 28 votes. So mm-hmm. <laughs> swinging mm-hmm. that. Where, like, I feel like Velocipaster, which was intentionally bad, mm-hmm. right. and The Room, which was unintentionally bad, like, those have a, a cult following behind them. This, I think everyone's like, eh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be buying merch about it, you know? Mm-mm. No. I mean, but there, I mean, I don't know. There's a certain, there's a very small subset of of the viewing public. That of, is of, Mac to... heads. of Mac right. heads. Yeah. Um... Uh, they're called Mac and Measers, and the Mac and Measers are. Oh no, that's um, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they um, they're called Mac and Us. That's what they call themselves um, <laughs> because we're all all of us are with Mac. We are me, but me is us. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Mac and we. That's what they call themselves. <laughs> Mac and we. I should have gone that first instead of us. Mac and we. Um, now, um, again, this is a movie. Depending on how you can see the, the, how you follow the money, this is a movie made by McDonald's. Of course. That, like, is not only is it like, not only is it a 90 minute commercial for McDonald's and Coca Cola, <laughs> the healing powers of Coca Cola, but also, um it if you watch the original trailer it is introduced by Ronald McDonald sitting in a director's chair on the set of Mac and Me he has a script for Mac and Me he says hey everybody i want to i want to have you come on in with me to my new movie it stars me Ronald McDonald and my new friend Mac and he looks to next to him to an empty director's chair and like, ah, ah, he must be around here somewhere. Um, anyway, uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's, a fir- it's my first movie. McDonald's first movie. Hey. And it's, it, is, it is unnerving. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but the, the next thing after that, uh, here, why don't you see a preview? Um, and then the next thing it says is that a portion of the profits from this movie, profits or proceeds or whatever, a portion of every dollar made from this movie will go to help the Ronald McDonald Foundation, which is a great thing. Of course. But they made $8 on this. Yeah, they made, so they made like $8. They, they actually, they lost like $7 million. It made half of its budget back. <laughs> So I hope it wasn't a portion of the profit, but a portion of every dollar made. Um, but yeah, that made it even less uh, profitable. Um, it is so weird to have like Ronald McDonald be like, uh, because this is also the the time in the eighties where Ronald McDonald was in every McDonald's commercial. Like there was the, there's the one that I think sometimes you'll still see 
in uh in, in uh, at christmas time of the one where like the kid gets left behind by everybody skating on a pond and then ronald mcdonald shows up and they skate together and it's beautiful and it's like that's the kind of heartwarming shit that mcdonald's was using to sell burgers and they were like i know what heartwarming shit we can do well how about some shit here's some shit it's called mac and me and uh it's it's um it, it it's it's an it's an insane proposition, and the movie turns out to be insane as well. Um, that, that is correct. Also, gotta be honest, I don't find Ronald McDonald uh, comforting or soothing. Right, right. I know. Yeah, not no. a fan. So, what you have to understand is this movie is a real movie. Like, it's not it's not Velocipaster. It's a real movie that tries to be really, really great. They think it's really good. And as such, they have Alan Silvestri <laughs> compose the music. Alan Silvestri did the music for Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, um, Predator, The Abyss. Um... <laughs> like really memorable scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I mean. John Williams didn't do it. He did. Back to the Future is one of the most memorable, some of the most memorable music of my of of my youth. And as like he took a break from writing the music for Back to the Future Part Two to write the music for this piece of crap, and 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 wrote and also wrote the lyrics for a couple of songs on this thing. Sure did. Um, there sure uh, were some songs in this. There sure were some songs, but like the when I saw in the opening credits, uh. uh Alan Silvestri, that's by far the, of the people involved, the best at what they do on this thing is Alan Silvestri. And that's, that's, that's saying a lot because he is, he is very, very uh, good, but like, it is so odd that he would be a part of this. Um, Anyway. Okay. So it starts on an alien planet. It's us. No one that I've been able to see in any uh, review of it, in any um, uh, any synopsis, has identified the planet. I assumed it was Mars because a rover of ours landed on it. Everyone's some far-flung alien world. Like, why are we... I feel like... It would be bigger news if, like, we discovered a planet outside of our solar system and we landed one of our rovers on it and it took some samples and brought it home would be, like, the biggest thing going... Like, nobody in the movie even knows this mission is happening. Like, if the idea that it would be... We we landed on Alpha Centauri. Like, it would be a bigger deal. So I've also assumed this was Mars because also it's a dry desert planet. Um... So I guess it I has, assume this it was Mars, but... a, it's a Mars vibe, I would say. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it is very odd that they don't name it or that or that if it is like an unnamed planet, how many of those have we found in this w- weird alternate dimension that Mac and me takes place? Um so I there are no there's no plant life anywhere that you can be seen, but one of the aliens, because there are aliens, they're they're nude but have no genitals, which thank God. Um, and 
There are four of them. There's, a, I can assume, a mother and a father, uh, and then a, a smaller one, like toddler size, and one that's a little bit older. Um, they look like burn ward victims um, with big googly eyes and tiny little tiny little mouths um, I'll make that face yes. um, they don't they don't have eyelids yeah. their eyes never blink um, which you'd think you'd want in a dry arid climate where the wind blows dust in your face all the time you'd think you'd want eyelids <laughs> Maybe they have like a, a membrane that covers the eye that we don't see with our. I'm trying to make this scientific, and I probably shouldn't. They have like weird, they have weird like giraffe knobs on the top of their head that don't serve any real purpose, and ears that stick out, and they appear to be made entirely out of scrotum. Like it is, it is. The, they're the ugliest thing. ET was an ugly thing that somehow looked cute. When they made ET, it was it was cute, even though it was. Ugly. I think the the voice for ET helps that a lot. I think so too, but like, but the big big eyes that were very expression. He had he had a like the mouth, like it made expressions. You could tell when it was happy or sad or surprised. Like it, I don't know. It, like it, they were trying to make an ET like alien but didn't give it any of the charm or like they, 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 I, I yeah, the, all scrotum, no charm. That's like, that's what, that was the, the, the reasoning behind this. Just like every day I've ever been on them, right? <laughs> <See? laughs> Should have swiped left on Max dad. Uh, they're not, they're not particularly cute. They are, uh, created to the time period they were in, I feel like a little bit as far as capability wise. Oh, sure, um, but like they, they didn't they didn't have like to, a cute like, design. They're not like they're not particularly yeah. likable. Like ET 19, was likable. Nineteen eighty eight. You could do something with the face that didn't look like that. You know what I mean? Right, the but suit. this is the same crack staff that was like. You know how we appeal to kids. This creepy ass clown. It's true, and we're it's going true. all in on him, and he's going to figure um, skate with them at Christmas when they get left behind. So the dad is drinking. I always assumed water, but perhaps it is Coca Cola. Drinking it through a straw, a a naturally occurring bendy straw. It has a little bend in it, like it's. As though it was like a hollowed out reed or something um, that he sticks into like literally a half an inch into the ground and and starts drinking liquid out of. Um, uh, and then a NASA research probe lands. And they're curious about it. The dad throws a rock at it. They get close to it. Uh, it's taking samples of things, and there's a, um, a a big vacuum, I guess, to like suck up a lot of rocks at once. And the the older of the two children is sucked into the vacuum. The movie asks you not to stop and ask how that is possible, um, but I I I am me. 
I the, do they have no bones? Like, is it like, like it, it when it gets sucked up inside it is either like it's some kind of is it liquid or are they made out of gas? Like, what is how how I then the the vacuum sucks all of them into it, and there should not be room inside it for all of them to fit but because they can be they the, the the effects of them being sucked into it is the most cartoony bullshit ever like it's like it's not um they, they you know must how, not like, have bones how cats can fit into really small places i guess yeah but it didn't i've i mean i've i've sucked a lot of cats into vacuums it never looks like this it's true you have it's embarrassing. yeah yeah, I mean, it's, it was a hobby in the in the late '90s, you know. Um, we just had so many of them running around the neighborhood. We had to get rid of them somehow. Uh, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually do that. I hope not. Um, so then the the aliens, the 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 probe takes off after right. having done all of its work in the in the span of a minute and a half. Don't they usually like hang out for a bit on the on the planet surface before they do anything else? No. Okay. Cool. Straight um, ahead. They're busy. They, They're New Yorkers. They like yeah. a... <laughs> they jump back into the atmosphere and fly back to 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 Earth, uh, where I guess they land safely because that's how things happen. Um, and uh, that we are inside some NASA facility where they are taking the samples out of it and they they hear somebody knocking from the inside and one guy's like hey do you hear that and everyone else is like no and then it knocks again like that do you hear that no what are you talking about steve (sighs) oh wacky steve like like he's the one guy who's like could hear people something knocking from inside it (laughs) um and so they're like all right well steve thinks there's something knocking from inside uh it's inside of a probe that just got back from an alien world. What should we do next? Hey, how about we take off this panel that keeps everything inside it? Like it was just ah, uh, great. Uh, one guy's Genius. like, I don't, I don't know what to say. The 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 fake scientific term readings are off the charts. Doctor, professor, what whatever your name is, sir, I don't know what to do. Uh, one, I'm so upset that outside of like Hallmark movies. That we've gotten away from generic terms of right. of science and business. Yeah. Because that's just some of the most entertaining shit in the world. My dad, I remember, he was watching Star Trek. And yeah. there was an episode where they were, like, doing a calculation. And they were, like, to the first power. And he was, like, mm-hmm. this is just the number. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. I love just generic yeah. generic yeah. science and business terms. Uh, um, the... Uh, okay, so they open up the panel and Mac comes out. We don't know that's his name yet, but Mac comes out and then all of them come out. And then the father like walks up to like a, a bulletproof glass thing or whatever between totally the, returned to form, the, by the way. The, the broken yeah. bones, oh, the liquidification. Oh yeah, yeah, they're back. No, just add water and or Coke. And they're just they're like fine. all the cats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, yeah, so. Um, so he walks up to this glass, everything's going haywire. There's explosions and everything. 
and he puts his hands on it and the whole thing shatters and it's genuinely horrifying like like the scientists um except for the dude in charge who seems really calm about everything the yeah. scientists are like holy shit that's an alien there's an alien in there what are we going to do about the alien and uh the the head scientist balding with a beard and glasses goes everybody back away don't touch it that's it that's all he says uh and then they just let them all leave they they climb through the glass that they broke into the observing room leave through the door walk down the hall don't touch it everybody back away and they walk into a hallway and then the dad turns to a giant metal door puts his hands on it and it explodes apparently they can conduct electricity like I don't know like if that's like a, a superpower or if there's like just it's just a thing that they do because they were um, that's that's all of them or if they got that from traveling through the atmosphere or it's never addressed, but they can manipulate electricity uh, in in very terrifying ways. Scrotum aliens are known for conducting electricity, so mm. I think you just aren't up on your scrot aliens, uh, yeah. but. <laughs> <laughs> Scro- it, Scro- Martians, I believe it was Scrota Martians. So, yeah, that's the Latin. Um Scrota Martian, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is uh it, it does feel like they maybe didn't associate, like assign the proper weight to what maybe the reaction should have been when there's an alien mm-hmm. walking mm-hmm. down the hallway that can just break glass at the touch of it and just walk right. it around. Like the the one scientist who's I feel like he's seen a million aliens. Right. Yes. He's yes. like, eh, yeah, he knows all about the another aliens. one of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Tuesday again? Um, so uh, anyway, also in the observation area uh, before this whole thing went high wire are a couple of FBI agents just, you know, observing very, very FBI agent-y. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a NASA facility with a full army that is just stationed on the base. Uh, they come out of this airplane hangar. Mac runs like past all of them. Nobody does anything. He's small, but he's not that small. The rest of the family is there, and they run in a different direction. The army, it's a it's an army. That, like it's a whole battalion of people with, with M M16s. Nobody does anything to prevent the alien family from leaving in this direction and the tiny alien from leaving in that direction. Um, uh, they both, they all get away. I, I had remembered in my head for some reason that Mac escapes, but they capture the rest of the family and he's got to go rescue them. But that's not it at all. They just go in a different direction and are also escaped. And no one, no one goes after the, the family, like the, the full adults, and a baby, they they're very obsessed with finding the the other one. Like no one goes after. <laughs> the, it's very odd. Like it's, no one is um, even concerned. This I, while watching, I was like, "This is why Men in Black was created because mm. this army that was supposed to be catching these aliens did such a bad job." Maybe that's why nobody goes after the rest of them because they've been flashy thinged. They got flashy thingied. And then they don't. They didn't even know that they were there. There it is. Um, so, alien family goes in this direction. You don't need to worry about them for a while. Um, Mac goes in this direction. 
tries to, I think, climb an electric fence that is fully electrified, and he grabs it, and it it stretches him out. He 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 can't stop holding on to it. And it, it pulls him. It like it, it makes him very. They do a lot of weird things with like clay face stuff that they do with stretch with, Armstrong. Yeah, it was very odd. But he's trying to get out of the facility by climbing this chain link electrified fence. It he grabs it. It electrifies him in a supposedly comical way, and blows him backwards. Out of the facility, mm-hmm. then like it, that, he's he's trying to go this way. It blows him backwards. When he flies away, he becomes a tumbleweed rolling across an interstate. I don't, for one, think they put these kinds of facilities right off the interstate. Yeah. You know, you got to have them right there. So easy on, easy off. Right next to a to a you know a, a, one of those truck stops where you can stop and get a giant big gulp. And, gotta get um, a big old truck drivers can take a shower. Take a very, yeah, it's one of those yeah. things. It's like one of those. It's one of those combination truck stop and and a little diner and also a NASA facility. You see those yeah. all over the interstate across the Midwest. There's like four of them in every exit. Big sign. Yeah, big sign. Yeah. That's like, like alien, alien research facility. Alien here. research here with like big neon arrows pointing down. Yep. And um, also Southeast Diner. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, one of those. Um, so he's rolling across the interstate and he gets hit, uh, he gets splatted, literally splatted onto the windshield of a passing car and, um, and his face is smushed against the windshield and his big eyes are googling, his, his googly eyes are happening and, um, uh, the the father and the the child in the front seat, the boy in the front seat, look at the alien and scream. Look at each other and scream. Look back at the alien and scream, swerving all over the road, uh, and end up like swerving and, and and like across the interstate. This was a rough day. I got sucked into a vacuum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got spit back out. I'm right. breaking windows with my fingers, and right. now. I got electrocuted and I'm splatted onto a windshield. Right. Yeah. It's a lot for one alien to go through in a day, Alex. Right. No, it is. Um, there's a huge like 15 car pileup back there. Mm-hmm. One one giant truck, like like a, a big Ford Bronco Bronco SUV before there were things like SUVs. This is a huge four-wheel drive thing. Goes up the back of a Buick, flies through the air, and like nosedives onto the 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 passenger cabin of a different sedan later we will hear from authorities thank god no one was hurt i'm sorry nope everyone in that particular part of those those all people are dead not 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 no one was killed no one is hurt no i i'm gonna say that's a lie okay Um, but think about the same scenario but if coca-cola is involved and is healing powers right i'd forgotten about that yeah um so they um, they closed down the road. Okay, that also feels like they watched this and were like, "Oh crap, we got to create a report that says nobody was hurt." Because obviously, people would have been hurt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. they watched this post and were like, "Yeah, oh no." <laughs> yes. Uh, so 
um, there's everyone's the FBI agents are on the scene, checking everyone's vehicles as they're moving through the through the the little um, roadblock area, um, and and one as a family that comes through. It is a, a a mom driving, teenage boy, maybe 16, 17, and a boy in the back, uh, maybe 10. And they're driving. Boy is drinking a Coca-Cola out of the can with a straw because uh, he's not a savage. Um, and <laughs> um, and there, there's a guy walks by the thing. I'm telling you, it was an alien, you know, um, uh, it looked it looked like an omelet with eyes. Um, uh, yep, no, a, it looked like a scrotum with eyes. Yeah, scrotum with eyes. Um, so, uh, like, and then the mom looks to her boys and like aliens. Sure, my scloony tune over here. Uh, Whoop to do anyway. Uh, so they get through the the um, the uh, the roadblock. Uh, unbeknownst to anybody, somehow Mac has snuck into the vehicle. Uh, and he is in the back of this van, and um, he steals Eric, who is the smaller of the two boys, Coke. And Eric, of course, blames Michael. Um, and uh, I didn't do it, boys, please. So we don't. <laughs> I'm a mother. Stop back there. <laughs> yes, um, we don't know this because we we don't. One of the de- these details I'm about to bring up. The, the movie tells us, but asks us not to look further into. The other one, it never directly tells us. Um, so, uh, they are moving. They tell us they're moving from Illinois to California. Okay? They're moving there for their mother's new job. She's just bought a house. Um, the mother's new job is, as far as I can tell, manager at Sears. <laughs> I do not know if there were no Sears in the 80s between Illinois and uh, and Los Angeles. Like, it feels like they, they didn't have to go as far for her to be a manager at Sears. Um, there had to have been a Sears with a managerial position open somewhere in the state of Illinois, if not also including Indiana and Iowa. And this was when the economy was, like, pretty good. So I mean, there were right? lots of Sears. Wasn't this... Yeah, if that's you, what I'm thinking. If, if, if Sears doesn't have an opening, Montgomery Ward's does. does. JC Penney's does. Can like, I interest you in a Bradley's? Yeah. <laughs> Boston store. The the Bon. The Bon Marche. The Bon. The Bon Marche definitely has an opening for managerial position. Oh, um the, the the mall has 75 stores that are exactly alike. <laughs> you can find, you can find that. The, remember the mall? God, I remember the mall. I live in Jersey. Of awesome. course I do. The we mall st- was awesome. We still oh, got was, them, buddy. Oh, yes. You're the last place. It's the Jersey. Mall of America and Jersey, and that's it. It is because uh, it's 70% of the state. Yes, it's true. It's, it's actually, they're, they're, it's part of the infrastructure. Like all, like everything, like if you take out the malls, the whole thing just collapses into a sinkhole. Um, so anyway, there's that. Um, the movie also never says it in dialogue. You have to infer it from uh, a photo that Eric looks at later. Uh, father is dead. They never, because also 
this is the time where so much of pop culture is obsessed with single parent families. Yeah. Um, like there, there was a new phenomenon in, in real life, but like pop culture is obsessed with it. Look at almost every sitcom that was coming out in the eighties all had at least one single parent family in it, but it was never, almost never specifically addressed as to death or divorce because in the eyes of the people doing it, those are equal things. Um, so, uh, yeah. So I always assumed they were running from like dad left mom for his secretary and we have to get as far away from the bad memories as possible was why they were going across the country. But apparently way too creative for them. We thought they were, they were died. They, they died. The poor, poor guy died. Um, So I'll tell you another dark observation that I, that I, that I had um, uh, about that in in a bit. Um, But so they, Eric falls asleep. Mac also falls asleep, but he doesn't see him. And the mother drives through the night. She's got her older son sitting next to her, feeding her coffee the entire time. Um, Eric wakes up and there's you, hey, sleepyhead. So he looks out through the Venetian blinds that are on the back of this van because <laughs> that's, that's classy. There are Venetian blinds on every window of this van. Um, Did this have those, wood those paneling? Co- I can't remember. I know. I, it should have. Right? It should have. Um, he looks at the Venetian blinds and says, wow, look at all these cars. This is pretty nice. And the mom goes, pretty nice. It's an interstate. There are cars on it. Uh, apparently, in Illinois, there are no cars on the interstate. No. And Eric Eric is very, very uh, taken aback. Look at all these cars. Uh, they have cars in, in California? There are yeah. only horse and buggies back where we come from. I was from. just saying, horse. Ah. Oh. In the state um, of Illinois, just horse and buggy. So they they pull into this um, to a uh, to their house in this subdivision in uh, somewhere Bakersfieldish, um, not Los Angeles, but definitely Southern California, uh, more in the desert. And um, like that's also you could have had them signified by so many things driving through California to give the like, hey, this is a, they don't have to end up in Hollywood. They could be driving through it, but like right. he could see the Hollywood side and be like, oh my god! Right. But instead, he was like, wow, cars, cars, and and a substantial number of them as well. Oh my um, god, they're everywhere. They're so they're just they're all over the place. Um, and so when they get there, the movers are already there. They're moving the stuff into the vehicle, and not in, sorry, yeah, sorry from the from the from the van from their moving van into the house. It is uh, at one point she takes Eric in the who is in a wheelchair. Eric is in a wheelchair, takes him to the house. Do you notice there's not one stair in the whole place? Mm-mm. So that's a very wonderful thing that they that she made sure that the new house they moved into. Was a ranch style, no steps. You could, everything's on one floor. He can go wherever he wants. But it also, to me, and this is where it gets kind of dark, it signifies this is a recent thing for Eric. I think Eric was paralyzed in the same car accident that, that took their father's life. Wow. That that's that is that is my hypothesis. It's again never stated, never stated why he's in the wheelchair, never stated how the father died. Um, 
Actually, it's never even stated that the father died. It's just that he looks wistfully at a family photo in which there is a large bearded man um, in the photo holding him up. Um, and that's that's it. I'm going to say a very sound observation that they did not put any effort into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you mm-hmm. found that by coincidence that it's a, a really good call. Um but I don't think they thought that hard no, about anything I don't, I don't in think this movie. Either, but, but, but when you look at it in that way, that Eric is in a wheelchair, maybe for the maximum amount of time, maybe a year. Like he doesn't, he's not, he's not used to it. It's a weird thing for him. He's trying to like, like it'd be, it would be a huge development. Also like, just the weird survivor's guilt that would ferry, that would carry a kid around like that my dad is is dead but I'm alive but I can't do anything I used to do like play baseball or whatever like if you put all of that on this child who then gets a new alien friend uh and and has fun at McDonald's um it, it is it is it is a very weird way to like look at look at the film no and now um, in my head too California just has better resources for yeah yeah. yeah, for kids yeah. in wheelchairs, like it's just a better. Yeah. The the impetus for the move has now changed in my brain too. Yeah, uh, it is it. interesting. Um, so, um, the alien is just walks into the front door. Now the movers don't see him because he's very short and they're moving a couch and they can't see you know t- toward the floor. But he gets out of the way. He goes over there. Um, Eric is in his room trying to unpack as much as he can. Mover brings in a TV. This hey, Mustard Mom says this is your TV. Go in here. Yeah, thanks. Um, he also starts playing with um, a remote control car. Uh, realizing the batteries are dying, he takes the batteries out of the remote, um, and then it starts up again because Mac is standing literally six inches from him, but he can't see Mac. Uh, cause Mac has used his electrical, electrical powers to electrify the car and start flat going through the thing, running around the room. Also, the Mac has, has turned on the TV, even though the TV isn't plugged in. Mac can do that. The, the TV is showing an episode of Snorks, which is a fantastic Saturday morning cartoon about Smurfs that live under the sea and they have weird snorkel penises that come out of their head. It's weird looking things. Uh, uh, but yeah, we used to, do, I used to watch Snorks. Um, so the, I say Smurfs, they weren't actually Smurfs, but it was basically like, Hey, they Smurfs is a success. What if we did Smurfs underwater? Hey, yeah. great idea. Here's money. Go. Um, it's like when they put things like Disney on ice. Yes. It's like, well, what if uh, we put it on ice? This is like, what if we put it underwater? Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and this so, film was like, what if we did ET, but made it bad? Right. Exactly. Um, So everyone's trying to like unpack and get everything situated in their new home. Eric, um, but Eric notices that the shower is on in his bathroom. It's one of those bathrooms that like um, a a door from each bedroom can go into, like it's a shared bathroom and and each one can go into it. Um, So he goes into it there and there's a, on the floor to ceiling mirror, there's a, a, a small alien body that had been pressed up against it. So the steam could go around it. So there would be a, a silhouette there. And he's like, that's odd. I've never seen one of that before. And so he follows some wet footprints out uh, toward the, um, toward 
the living room and toward the kitchen opens up the the kitchen door that's refrigerator door uh and there's there's no coke in there the alien must have stole it um yes. and uh, then he follows it out toward the patio and he's very concerned about um about all of this uh and says that somebody snuck into his room turned on his shower told his mom to turn his shower and made the TV work without it being plugged in and remote control car worked out batteries. And mom's like, silly Eric. Um, and uh, there must be some kind of rational explanation. Maybe a neighborhood kid snuck into the house and started, took a shower. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I guess you're, how is that a rational explanation? Do you have like random, like you got to move. If you, if your first day in the new house, a neighborhood kid comes into your house and takes a shower, you got to move. Also, the steam thing thus ends pretty much anything clever in the movie. I just thought that was pretty all right. Um, so that was it. <laughs> and shouldn't the mom have chalked it up to just being like, we're in a new place, like you're right. imagining right. things, rather than right. trying to True. find a rationale. It should have just been like, yeah. a, you're just spooked because we're in a new place and it's weird. Right. Um. That night, Mac is outside, and they they whistle. That's the only. That's all I can do because they how can they do anything else? Their mouths are permanently configured into a. That's that's all they can do. So, um, but apparently they also uh, communicate via whistling telepathy, like the. Other aliens are off somewhere in the California desert, right? Um, and he is here in this backyard. And they look up to the mirror, to the, to the moon, mirror, to look up to the moon and do this with their hands and then whistle this weird little, like like how humpback whales communicate, but yes. uh, not underwater and across hundreds of miles of distance um, and while doing this. Yes. Um and then the next morning, the house has been transformed in their backyard. Somehow, I don't, there is a full stuffed deer with, a, with antlers and everything, uh, wearing, a, wearing a red baseball cap. So literally, you do not want to live in that neighborhood. Um, and then there's uh, all these trees and everything, all like the trans, like trees and grass, and like there's there's like pine cones hanging from strings from the chandelier in the dining room. It's like somebody decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use this living room as as the stage, and you need to build a set for a play that's set in the woods, and that's what. This what this what's been happening. So Eric comes out in his wheelchair and goes, "What?" And then the mom comes out and goes, "Eric, what did you do?" Well, here's what I did, Mom. I'm in a wheelchair, you remember. So what I did was I went and found a giant stuffed deer and I wheeled it in myself. I'm ten, and then I got on a ladder and I started hanging stuff from the ceiling because I can do that because I'm in a wheelchair. He, he doesn't actually use a rational disexplanation for his mother no. of why I couldn't do this. She just blames him. Um, and Nor did also, they choose to do things that he would have just been capable of. Like, I was right. like, why didn't you just do 
Well, also, that's why she also blames her, her teenage son, Michael. Right. I was like, and then Michael goes, Eric, what did you do? And I'm like, if there's one of the two children to blame, it's obviously Michael because he's alone who could have done it, but he's your favorite because he's not crippled. Um, I'm sorry, that was that was terrible. But it does really feel... It kind of she, feels insinuated. She definitely treats Michael like with a lot more respect and yes. love than she treats her, her child, Eric, who... I think it's safe to assume was in a horrible traumatic accident where he lost the use of his legs. Right. Um, so anyway, um, that serious managerial position is just stressing yeah, her out too much. Really, she, she doesn't she realize start, the uneven. She has to start. Yeah, she hasn't started work yet. Um, but she, so anyway, after seeing this whole thing, everything in the house, and she goes, "Michael, Eric, why did you do this?" She goes, "Oh my god, I'm going back to bed." And she just doesn't deal with it. She's no, she won't. She doesn't. Like, she doesn't punish them or tell them you have to clean this up. Um, she doesn't do it herself. She'll deal with um, it in the morning, Alex. Right, but it's the morning. It's like it's it's oh, eight in the right. morning. That's right. She, she just it's goes eight in the morning. Right. I'm gonna, I'm going back to bed. Um, I'm pretty sure mom's an alcoholic. Um, yeah, so uh, maybe she was driving the car. Her <gasps> husband died. That's that's what it is. That's, That's when she developed tragedy. her drinking problem. That's the tragedy. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay. Um, there is a next door neighbor. Of course, of course, here's the thing. People say it's, it's a, um, a ripoff of E.T. In E.T., there is a single mother, a teenage son, and a younger son, about 10. In Mac and Me, there is a single mother, a teenage son, and a child, and a son about 10. Yeah, but now, in a wheelchair. But in a wheelchair. Very different. Completely different. Completely different. Also, um, the uh, in E.T., there's a little girl, precocious, you know, says a lot of fun stuff. That's, that's the younger sister. In this one, because they're different, now it's a neighbor, but it's the there exact is. same character. Mm-hmm. And it's a she's younger than Eric, mm-hmm. um, uh, like always full of questions and snappy repartee. Um, but it's the de- it's the exact same character. Yes. Um, so you've basically created a family unit with including the the, the neighbor daughter in, in, in there as well. Um, but it's ex- an exact ripoff. They could have done anything. They could have made it a single dad. They could have done any of it, but they didn't do any of that. They're just you know, so. Funny. They didn't even um, make it a little boy instead. Like, right? They could have done that. Uh, they could have. Um, they could have been the older sister instead of older brother. Sure. Um, nope. But they do have love interests for Michael and Eric, who live next door. In Debbie, who's the younger, and Courtney, who's her older sister, who is who is Michael's age. Uh, and immediately, the whitest late eighties, early nineties names in the world. Oh. Oh yeah, Debbie, Debbie and Courtney. And Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> hey Deb, Deb. One Can Tiffany you... away. One no. Tiffany away. Yeah. Needed to be Tiffany. Now Eric notices something across the backyard, and he decides to go investigate. Um, Eric takes his wheelchair across the backyard into the brush. Back. He's also very upset that his mother thinks it was him who did this. Like he's. Like, understandable listen, he just he just lost his uh his dad in the same car accident 
that took his ability to walk. I am saying, no one else is saying this, but I'm saying it. So of course he's upset. Now his mother is gaslighting him. So he he she's, he's he's going he's going to chase the alien to prove it's the alien, um, and he goes uh, to the to this brush covered hill behind his house. There's a there's a break in the fence. You just walk through. There should be a gate there, or maybe just finish the fence. But there's a break in the fence. He goes back there, um, and it's a fairly fairly steep. Debbie from her second floor balcony of her house next door can see him do this, and. Um, because again, he's very new at being in a wheelchair. He doesn't know how the brakes work, so it starts rolling down. The, he starts rolling down the hill inside it, um, just at a breakneck speed, and can't stop it. And Debbie's like, "Eric!" and she's running after him. Nobody else knows this is happening. He comes all the way down this very steep hill to a cliff and falls off the cliff and f- falls plummets. A hundred feet into a, a, a lake in this canyon. And as he lands, Mac sits up in the front of this thing. And then you can see his face. This, of course, is the clip that Paul Rudd played every time he was on Conan. And Conan was like, do you have a clip? He says, of course I have a clip. It's like to set it up for us, and then he goes in very great detail about what is in the clip, and then just plays this clip. And somehow, every time, Conan O'Brien was surprised by this. But it's a it's very always... fun bit. It's... Paul Rudd's like, this is it's... a 40-year-old virgin, of course. I was right. yeah. playing yeah. counter to Mindy Kaling, who was great, uh-huh. and uh, uh-huh. this is the scene where whatever, and then he would just play right. mm-hmm. this kid careening off a cliff in a wheelchair, yep. and then the alien popping his little yep. head up. It's yep. unbelievable, out of context. It, it is... Uh, it's unbelievable, it's a, in context, out of context, even better. It's one of the most solid bits in the history of bits. Like it's It is. So good. God bless uh, But that is, this is this is the scene. Uh, and a lot of people have no idea the movie that's that scene is from, but um, but have seen it because of that particular uh, th- those every time he would come on and he would do this, Conan's reaction would go viral for like a day. And so that would be the kind of thing he would do anyway. So he can't swim because his legs don't work. Uh, and so uh, the. Finally, somebody goes and runs and gets the mom and the brother, and they run and they can. They're on top of the cliff, but before they get there, uh, Mac dives in, and you can see him like his little weird scrotum alien body, like just under the surface, like just going along like a little torpedo. And he he picks up the 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 wheelchair with Eric still in it, and brings it up onto the shore, and then back into the water, recedes back into the water. Um, and uh, and then the the, the mom uh, comes out. Eric, Eric, talk to me. It's like, mom, did you see it? See what? The creature. And she goes, why would he do this to me? And I'm like, okay, mom, not about mom. you. So um, so also then, like just for if you're in a new environment, maybe make sure your kid knows right. how to use the brakes on the wheelchair. Right. Um, good idea. Also, maybe don't. It's awesome that you bought the ranch house. Maybe buy the ranch house that has a fully finished fence around the backyard, 
or isn't at the top of the as a precipice overlooking a very steep hill, which leads to a cliff, which leads to a body of water that he will then drown in. It was only a matter of time before this very thing happened after you bought this house. Maybe she bought it sight unseen, you know, like a realtor's like, hey, um, you'd lo- your son's going to love it. You know, your son's in a wheelchair. It's a ranch house, no steps. And she's like, oh, good. Is there anything else I should know about this house? And the realtor was like, should I tell her about the horribly dangerous uh, hill, cliff, and pond? No, no, it's fine. Everything's great. Because that's how those things were also, done in the like, 80s. There was there, no, there was no some... Zillow back then. You couldn't, you couldn't actually, you know. So. And she was in Illinois. She probably didn't have, like, recon time. Um, but Eric also seems like a good kid. Probably be like, yeah, don't go in the backyard. He'd be like, Mom. Yeah, but then yeah. he would listen. He's a good kid. Right. Yeah. Despite her attitude toward him. Right. Why um, would you do this to me? That's your oh, reaction. I, for, I, I, I forgot about this. Before he notices that the house has been turned into the backyard, he comes out and there's a giant drill that comes through the drywall at his face. And then separately, a foot away from that, uh, the same drill comes out at his face. He sits there and goes like this. But that's it. And then he notices the door has had a, a circular saw cut a weird trapezoid in this really nice oak door that they have on this house. And there's just a giant hole in the door. So that's part of it as well. Uh, part of why the mother was so upset. Um, but the, that night, he enlists the help of... Oh, oh also, so they, they, they bring him... They get him okay. They dry him off, put him in bed. They bring in a doctor to talk to him who apparently is also a psychiatrist. Of course. Um, um, it, like, uh, so uh, this creature, uh, anybody else see it? Is it in the room with us right now? Um, uh, I'm going to give you a mild sedative. It's called Thorazine. I'm going to get about 45 cc's of that. You'll be fine. Um, nobody says, I'll give you a mild sedative. It'll help you sleep. Um, so then Debbie comes in. It's like, hey, they say you got schizophrenia. Uh, she's a scamp. Um, and, uh, it's where, it's where you see things that aren't really there, they say. Um, so he enlists the help of Debbie, who's going to come back that night and they're going to capture the alien. And, uh, this is where we meet Courtney and find out that she works at McDonald's. Um, also the only thing that anybody drinks in this entire movie is Coca-Cola. No, horribly dehydrated. Yeah, Family all of them. Yes. Um, so they, um, what they need, what, they, what this family needs, well, they need Jesus, but they also need one of these. <laughs> Gotta get one of these things. Rick the That's Bottle Bottle. Rick, Rick the Bottle Bottle. It's uh, drink, drink at least three of those a day and you'll get all flush all that toxic Coca-Cola out of you. Um, so anyway, um, we find out that Courtney... Uh, comes pick up Debbie and find out that she works at McDonald's. And uh, Debbie says to Michael, why don't you stop by sometime for a Big Mac? And the way she says it, it's though Big Mac is a local code for some sex act. It's always, why don't you stop by sometime for a Big Mac? Hey, this big is like boy. The, this stop is the six-year-old saying this to the 17-year-old uh, who's obviously got the hots for her sister. Um and um, anyway, so Debbie comes back that night. Um, my mom's going to kill me if she finds out I'm here. 
so I know how to make sure you, nobody finds out you're here. How about you wear this vacuum cleaner like a proton pack in Ghostbusters? Because we should do that with a six-year-old. It'll it'll make it'll work perfectly. Also, here wear this football helmet for no reason. Here's a football helmet. Put that on. Um, I know how we're going to trap him. Instead of like leading a trail of Reese's pieces, let's leave cups of Coke throughout the house. We'll just take a two-liter and fill up this little Dixie cup with Coke and leave it all over the place. And eventually, they find him drinking some Coke. So they use the vacuum cleaner. I don't know why it is common knowledge among all earth beings that aliens can be sucked into vacuum cleaners why didn't you know that i mean it's the thing why like i don't you're, I don't, you're ignorant i i am i should i, I should really <laughs> i need to everybody training. knows that aliens can get right. sucked up in the vacuum and then live to tell about right. it and also yeah. get smashed on the windshield and live to tell about that um Idiot. The idea that you would try to collect what appears to be a a, a being with bones that you would say I'm gonna I'm gonna capture him in a vacuum cleaner and and that that is the first thought that you have and that not even the six year old questions you um, suggests that all things in this altered dimension can be captured in vacuum cleaners. The smallest thing I guess I would try to capture put in a vacuum cleaner would be like a mouse. Like if I was ten, I was like, "How am I gonna catch this mouse?" A vacuum cleaner, maybe. But I wouldn't. I would. There's nothing bigger than that that I'd be like, "I'm putting this thing in a vacuum cleaner," especially since it was like one of those like ones that you clean in between the couch cushions with, like one of those attachments. Yeah, it wasn't even like a. Yeah, it so, was very um, proton pack esque. Like it did seem like yeah. it was not a vacuum cleaner. Like had powers beyond a vacuum cleaner, but was definitely a vacuum cleaner in the house yeah, kind of thing. Right. I would say yeah. birds and up. You can't really. Ma- yeah. No. You can't feed a vacuum cleaner. So Debbie's wearing it. They find him. They suck him into the vacuum cleaner, and then it goes crazy while on Debbie's back. Like it, it, it blows her against the wall, up the wall, along the ceiling. It's going in a crazy circle. Uh, Michael runs in. What's going on? Uh, he's supposed to be babysitting her, but he's on the phone with Courtney. Of course he is. Who's next door, and he could just walk over there and say hi, but he's that's it's the 80s, and you gotta be on the phone. The um, corded phone. The, yep, and um, so what's going on? And so they um, they get the whole thing to stop. They take the vacuum cleaner off of uh, um, of Debbie. They reverse the vacuum to blow him out of it, um, which, again, caused a lot of shower of sparks and craziness. But there he is. But he's obviously not not too not too not in such a good shape. So, um, hey, give me some Coke. The f- I'll give him some Coke. He'll drink that and he'll be happy. And so he gives him the Coke and like, and, and this is when Eric says, this must be what they drink on their home planet. Which is when I was like, was the stuff coming out of the ground in the first scene, was that Coke? Or was that just, you know, Eric being a dumb kid? It's a good question because it's definitely implied that Coke is an ancient healing juice 
found right. on another planet, I feel like. Right. Um, but also they, the most American thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like every every household has it. Right, right. That's true. Um, Even on other although, planets. Although it's also the 80s, so it might have been new Coke. And then, no, that's just poison. That's just, just that's poison. Got to be yeah. classic. Um, so they name it Mac, which is not about Big Macs. It's about mysterious alien creature. Like ET, ET is short for extraterrestrial. So let's make ours Mac. Yeah, mysterious alien creature. Um, Like just the funniest ripoff of this. Not in like a satirical way. No. I think they genuinely were like, oh, that template worked. So we're going to have a movie, like you said, as big or bigger than ET. Because yeah. we're gonna um, we're gonna call it Mac, and that was ET, and his product. So the vacuum cleaner stunt causes the a blackout of the entire neighborhood. Um, uh, Janet, who's the mom, comes home from work her first day at work, I think, to see what's going on, which is all crazy. Uh, and but this is after the the alien has scampered away somewhere while they were all arguing about what to do next. Right. So she can't see it, but Michael has seen it. So Michael is on Eric's side. So he's talking about the creature to his mom, and like, uh, I have to be up for work in the morning. She's worked like a double shift her first fucking day on the job. <laughs> Poor, like this is not the job that you travel across the country for. Um, so, um, the the that night, um, they have still have not fixed. All of the weird damage that's been done in this house, all of the all of the weird the the deer, the stuffed deer still in there, all the plants. Um, and at this point, night, we don't really know why Mac is even doing no, this destruction. It's never explained. Not really. uh, that that night, um, he uh, he undoes everything. He takes everything back out into the the. He puts he takes everything out of the house. He even perfectly fixes the door that he cut a weird trapezoidal hole in and he, and he spackles the, the wall that he put the drill holes and mom comes out and mom is like you guys you fixed the house that's so nice of you and michael uh does which is which is very telling says mom does this seem like something we would do <laughs> It's like, oh no, you're right. You are two terrible sons. You, you, yes, yeah, no, thank you. But like, um, you should have taken the credit, right? A sixteen-year-old, yeah, seventeen-year-old is taking the credit for that. You can't right. tell me otherwise. Um, so he leaves behind a bunch of Mac leaves a bunch behind a bunch of newspaper clippings mm-hmm. and weird like uh, stuff from like a, an advertisement. And weird stuff. And uh, Eric seems it must be some some kind of way of communicating, right? So the FBI agents somehow have tracked the alien to this place. I'm assuming with like news reports of a crazy power surge coming from this neighborhood, maybe that's how. But that's that. I don't know how they went over several states to, to come to this point. So, Debbie is um, is going to a birthday party. Not her birthday party, a birthday party for one of the girls at school at a local McDonald's, which is how you know 
that family has money because I don't know when, when you were growing up, but like if the birthday party was at McDonald's, at the party room at McDonald's, and they got a Ronald McDonald to come, whoo, in the play in area. Remember the play in the area? Play area. Oh, man. And they and and when you got there, like your happy meal was sitting there waiting for you. Like, oh you, my they, god, there was it was all paid for. Oh. Ours had a carousel in it, a very, very oh. tiny one. A little carousel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wild. We had we had one we had a, a mayor McCheese that you could climb up into and like look out of his McCheese yeah, eyes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Which um, good stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um Debbie has to go there and wants um wants Eric to come, you know, just to meet all of her friends. But Mac is sick. Um, he's, he's literally blowing his nose into a tissue because he's an alien who knows how that works. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, he really doesn't even have a nose. Like, not really. They should have made this his antennae. I think that would have been so funny if he was putting tissues up there. Yeah. That would be good. Uh, but there's also like a bunch of straws with like little things cut at the top of them to look like little Mm -hmm. flowers or something. Um, and so he's, he's sick. I can't leave him here. Uh, so Debbie's like, I got to go talk to my mom and Stoller. You got to come with me. Uh, and so, um, and my mom is not going to let you stay here by yourself. Cause that was the deal was that he was going to go to the thing. That's why there's no babysitter there for him. So, uh, but Mac teaches Eric the hand thing. And he just, he, he just, he does this thing. Uh, and that's it. So, um, okay, we got to take him because they also have noticed that the FBI agents are like casing the house. They can't leave him here. So how are we going to get him home? How are we going to get him to the, to the place? Mac, they put Mac, they, they unstuff a teddy bear. So mm-hmm. it's just like the out of it, outside of it. And then they stuff Mac into it. Eric does this by himself. And then hoists Mac up onto his lap and rolls the teddy bear out to the car. And the mom is like, pretty old for a teddy, isn't he? Um, and I thought, because then like the this is like, explain away why the teddy bear is moving and stuff. And um, what you needed to do instead was like, Oh, this is my cousin. Uh, he's he's visiting. He's four, and he's he's kind of weird. So he loves dressing up as a teddy bear. We let him do it because if we don't, he just throws a tantrum. I mean, I feel like a, a like a, a parent would ex- accept that as the explanation over. This is my teddy bear. Watch him walk around and dance. Correct. <laughs> you know. Uh, but anyway. Um, he has to explain it like, oh, yeah, he just got uh, new microchips. Um, and the mom was like, wow, will one never cease? George checks out to me. Mm, these newfangled toys, I don't know. Um, and so they take him to the, to the McDonald's. This is where everything takes a turn. Somehow it <laughs> takes a turn from everything else. There is a full-on breakdance party going out on in the parking lot of the McDonald's. It's the Before we get into this too much. Okay. Okay. I do you want to say that in this movie, the entire movie, 
they ripped off E.T. But at yeah. no point was the relationship between Mac and Eric endearing. No. There's no emotional appeal in the relationship, which I, I think was probably the most important core part of E.T. And they just omitted that. Like, there's yeah. nothing... There's no heartstrings between the two of them, really. Nope. Which is so weird. It's just him trying to catch an alien. And there's he's not really calling for his family. I mean, he does the whoo thing. But, like, Mac isn't really... He's never trying to escape the house to go find his family. He's just settled in and caused destruction for no known reason. Like, for all the ripping off of E.T. they did, they put no emotional appeal into the alien piece of it which was kind of the whole no. thing with et <laughs> right so anyway um, we can talk about the break dancing and the crazy shit that happens here on out there's a mcdonald's and out front of the mcdonald's is a parking lot and in the parking lot there's a full-on break dance party mm-hmm. which happened all the time at mcdonald's if you drove oh there. no the, in the 80s it was just break dance parties everywhere you couldn't Constantly. go anywhere burger oh. king wendy's Fallen over, just fallen over break dance parties at fast food restaurants, really. The old, like, and, the old Arby's, Arby's. Yeah. The old Arby's where the, where the sign was a big cowboy hat, like, ah. Oh, break dancing yeah. constantly. Constantly. You know, like, Under the neon lights. For, for break dance night at the Sizzler? I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't stay away from it. Break dancing everywhere. If there was a parking lot outside of a food eatery. Break the A and W, where yeah. they would have on skates break yeah. dancing, unreal. So um, that the break dance party on the outside somehow is is not that surprising compared no, not to of no, not no the rest of the rest of it because they take him into the into the into the into, the, into this party. Model McDonald is there. And like you know, everyone's eating their happy meals. Courtney's working. Michael shows up. A full-on choreographed, sp- spontaneous choreographed dance number among the patrons of the the people who are there to eat their filet fish. <laughs> Hear music and all get up and eat and and dance together. Perfectly in harmony. Yeah, it's a flash mob, basically. But it's a it's but but it's not planned at all. Everyone just knows the dance move. It's like I suppose is this like the cha cha slide for like when you're when you're at the wedding? I was just gonna say it's like it's it's like the macarena at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows the dance, but it's a really really fast song and it's a very intricate dancing. There's also three members and only three members of the local football team in full uniform with eye black. They're, they're not wearing helmets, but they're wearing the full uniform and it's dirty. Like they just came from the football game and they're also dancing, but just the three of them, not the full team, not one of them, but three of them who decided, Hey, great game. You want to go and and get a McDLT, which is the one where like the hot stuff is separate from the cold stuff, and you put it together. Remember the McDLTs? Those those are good. This was the quarterback, the star wide receiver, and the kicker, who's just so right. I decided, yes, like he's not that important to the team, but he's just so fun. 
Uh, well, that was the that was the guy in the front who was balding with a little mustache, and that uh, I don't know is there a is there a professional foot, football team in that area of Bakersfield? I, it's an alternate dimension. We've decided this. Um, maybe maybe it's the height of fashion to go around with your two bros in full dirty football uniforms with eye black and and dance. They were so anxious to get to McDonald's they couldn't even shower between. Everyone in this entire freaking McDonald's is dancing, okay? <laughs> and this isn't in- even close to the weirdest part. Including, apparently, Jennifer Aniston, who was an extra in this scene, but I can't I can't pick her out of the crowd. But everyone says she was an extra in this scene. It's been confirmed, so she's in there somewhere. I have to find that. I didn't see her. Uh, no, I didn't see her at all. But she's apparently in there. Um, so, Mac, who is in a teddy bear costume, is dancing. And everyone's like, uh, it's okay. Everyone just thinks he's a teddy, says Debbie to Michael. And I would I would say, again, it's much more believable that that's a, a small child wearing a teddy bear costume than it is that he is actually a teddy bear. Um, but he gets crowd surfed all the way up to the front counter where he does a little soft shoe like he's doing little little tap dance numbers with his little feet and he's just dancing as everyone else is going crazy cheering for him while dancing like they're doing a full choreographed thing and this is when the FBI agents show up and they get very irritated by the the football players blocking the main entrance and uh and then they go out and they open up the trunk of the car and there's a big steel cage in the trunk of the car uh which lets you know they're going to kidnap Mac and uh then um, at some point he is also crowd surfed Mac is from the counter all the way out the side door of the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone also leaves through that side door and they're continuing their little dance party down the street um, as Mac is on um, now, not in, not in the container costume on uh, Eric's lap in the wheelchair flying down this major boulevard of this of the city um as everyone's just doing little we're dancing and and then the 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 FBI agents are running and there's not just two guys the original two guys but there's a bunch of them and they're running right and every 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 so often they'll turn to a guy next to them and go come on and I'm like we're all going together dan i it doesn't help you're actually slowing yourself down by turning to the side and saying, come on. There was no danger of any of us not coming on. we That's an alien. We're going to go get him. It's very odd that they would keep doing that, but they do it the entire time. The chase leads through the back of uh, down a hill into the through the busting through a, a, a fence, a wooden fence through clotheslines. So Mac has a pair of underwear wrapped around his head, and it's comedy. And uh, and then they go down and through the other thing, and they go wind up in the very Sears where um, Eric's mom works. And um, and Eric's mom is there, but she's talking to somebody else, uh, and she's drinking a coffee. And and they fly through the electronics department, and everything explodes. And they uh, go through the the 
the door, but he uses electronic powers to stop the electric door from opening ever again. So the FBI have to like throw a TV through the window of the electric door, and they're they're running. Come on! And they're running. And uh, this is when Michael shows up with the van, and Courtney's in it, and Debbie's in it, and they like pull Eric and Mac and Eric's wheelchair into the sliding door of the van and drive off. Um, Janet has been informed that this is what is what has happened, and so she needs to find a way to get to to him. But she doesn't have a van; she doesn't have the car, so she's relying on the FBI agents to take her to wherever they go. This entire sequence is batshit insane. Yeah, the From fact the time- that Paul Rudd plays that clip and it's not the weirdest part of the movie is unreal to me. Like, not even From- in the top five weirdest moments because of this ending sequence. From the time that they show up to the McDonald's until they get pulled into the van. I don't know. is six minutes. It's, Mm -hmm. but it, it feels like it's an entire short film. Like it's just, it's of, of craziness. I much would have preferred the whole movie be just this past six minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There was was a lot of boring stuff. Um, So. They have decided they're going to that Mac. I don't know how they figure out how to communicate. Mac has been trying to tell them no, but like that's how the family communicates with each other. I don't know how Mac is able to communicate with Eric. Maybe because he he taught Eric the hand signal, like he has now telep- telepathic powers with Eric. That's my but, guess. Um, like. He's trying to lead us to where his family is. We got to go and we got to save them. And Michael's, okay, I guess we got to go. Courtney's the voice of reason. She's like, this is insane. We should probably take him to, like, he's really cute. He's not cute. He's really cute. But, um, you know, I think we should take him to the authorities. So they have to convince Courtney not to, like, narc on them. But they all go together to wherever he's telling them, which is the mountains outside of Palmdale. Apparently is what this is telling me. The little straws with flowers on the top that spin, they weren't flowers at all. They were wind turbines. He was the the his family. And again, this would be really cool if they ever actually explained it or if it was a good movie. Correct. But the fam the family was able to telepathically communicate with their son. Um that where they were, there were these things. They they couldn't know what they were, but they they told them what they looked like, and he crafted them in real in reality in the closest he could to like help somebody find out where are these. This is where my family is. They're where, where all of these are. But he can't talk to them, so he's just trying to figure out how to do that. Um, but also, one of the newspaper clippings, which they thought was like a commercial, was actually a billboard nearby it was the same stuff on it and some other things as well but like this is how they figure out where to go is they, they're following wherever max telling them and then they go up this mountain to like an old silver mine or something and inside it are uh, the dead bodies of um of max parents and sister we can tell that they're dead because they're lying there lifeless with their eyes wide open this is where eyelids would have come in handy because n- nobody thinks, oh my God, they're dead. 
everyone thinks, oh no, like they're sick. They're those are dead bodies. Like their eyes are open, they're laying there lifeless. If they had eyes were closed, maybe we could say, oh, they're asleep. But no, they're just yeah. yeah. So oh god, what do we do? How do we make them better? I know, give them some coke. Um, and they give them coke, and they're instantly like, oh hey, well, how's it going? Also, the 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 dad especially moves like uh like John Moxley. Like he's just he's just a lot of like hip hip like ha- like shoulder rotation and weird like you know uh but it's very odd. Um it's very Remember creepy. We, um reviewed Weekend at Birdies too. Yes. And they had to do yes. that whole vigil to make Bernie dance and yeah, he yeah. was like back and then yes. as soon as the yeah. music stopped he would the coke was reanimating him in the same right. way. The exactly. Same way. It's, it's, vo- it's voodoo coke. New, it's voodoo not coke. New, it's not, that's not new coke. It's voodoo, voodoo coke. coke. Voodoo uh, coke. There's something yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. New, new, new do. New do coke. New voodoo. It's not new spelled coke. like it's, new metal. Like N-U right. do coke. That's good. Um, but <laughs> this is where the movie should end. Correct. They they got them back to, to together, and now they call their home planet, and their home planet beams them back or something. Like honestly, it's it's whatever hokey bullshit you wanted to do here. We did get vacuums back up to space. We would accept it because it is a stupid little kids movie with aliens in it. It'd be whatever. Teleported back to their homeland, they're fine. That is not where the movie ends. That is not at all. They, everyone piles back into this van. This like I say, van. I it's like a it's like a VW bus thing. Like it's long. There's all kinds of seating in it, and Venetian blinds. And <laughs> they're running out of coke, so they have to stop at a gas station to get more coke. While they're there, a a, a woman pulls up in a, a in a car wearing a drinking a sprite and so they break out the side glass door of the of the van to steal her with stretchy arms to steal her sprite and she drives away screaming and then all of the family get out of the van and walk into a nearby supermarket like a big Safeway type thing and they walk in and see a giant display of Coca-Cola and start pulling off Coke cans of Coke. And if, crucially, if you pull one can of Coke off of uh, off of a big thing of a stack of a display of Coca-Cola cans, that should not ca- cause the entire thing to, to come down. It's not like a game of Jenga. Uh, right. So I don't I don't blame the aliens for that. Um, but the store manager shows up because they're called by the checkout girl. Uh, we have problem at aisle three and so then store manager comes over and is like hey come on get out of here don't make me call security uh what, what is this halloween i was kind of crap a uh, security guy shows up old dude uh is like drop it he's not carrying anything no um but he, he's holding the gun on him he's like this is not great and then like the sheriff's department shows up and there's like 12 of them michael's in there please don't shoot him he's like he steals the the dad the dad does steal the gun from the security guard. That is he does. But he's not 
brandishing it in any way that would actually hurt anybody yet. Uh, I, 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 I don't mean to like. I think if the skin tone of the alien was a little darker, they wouldn't have made it past this part because there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of a, a lot of cops pointing guns at them, uh, giving them a lot of chances to drop the gun, and uh, but Michael shouted, "Don't you can't don't put out your guns." Stop shooting! Stop playing! Stop pointing your guns at my friends! Uh, and so they take they take Michael out of there. They put him in a in a in a police cruiser. Um, uh, and <laughs> the all the aliens are coming out. One guy's got a gun. They've got like two liters under their arms, like they've just gone shopping, and they're walking over toward a different part of the strip mall. Right? There's all kinds of cops. Like big bullhorns, like stop, stop right where you are. And and Eric is trying to tell them, they don't understand you. They are alien beings from another. Try whistling at them. Uh, they don't understand you. Please stop pointing your guns at you and yelling at them. And nobody will listen to poor Eric. So. Of course not. Eric decides I'm going to take matters in my own hands and starts wheeling his chair out into the very big space between where the aliens are over by the rest of the strip mall and all these, all these cops. Um, so a cop tries to run out after him, trips over the front of, of, a, of a police cruiser, falls, bangs his hand on the ground, and a shot goes off. Uh, the, the, the alien wheels around, pointing the gun at that cop. All the cops open fire, and, the, uh, and everyone's trying, like the, the head cop's like, no, I didn't say open fire, but everyone's opening fire. Uh, and then um, the the whole strip mall behind the aliens explodes in a huge fireball. And Eric is caught in the crossfire. Like he's the explosion apparently kills him. I say apparently because that's not what kills him, because there's an alternate cut of this movie, which makes it very very specific that when the when the cop fires the shot, it, it hits Eric and kills him. Um, that is not in the American release. That is in the Japanese release only. But it makes a lot more sense than, oh, that poor kid in the wheelchair was 100 feet from that explosion. Oh, no, he's dead. Like, it makes a lot more sense that the cop does it. But extremely apparently that was... Extremely deemed... stray. Extremely yeah. stray bullet or yeah. Yeah. shrapnel yeah. or something. No, yeah. Like, no, like, like they're, they're in the original, in that actual cut, the cop who trips and falls on his gun and the gun goes off, it is very specific. That is the bullet that right. kills Eric. I say kills Eric because Eric is dead. He's a dead child. Um... They let Michael out of out of the cop car and uncuff him because his brother's dead, I guess. So no no longer under arrest for anything. Uh, the mom shows up in the helicopter with scientist guy and and the and the FBI agents, and she runs over and she's. I mean, this is a terrible first week in your new house. It's not great. Uh, not great. Not um, great so she's she's slightly upset. I say slightly upset because the poor woman. Christine Ebersole, who was asked to play this part, was really never given any direction about what to do with anything. It's clear she has no idea what any of this is. It's like, oh, Eric, oh, no. Um, she just lost her husband. Right. She's losing the, her kid who was in a wheelchair the past year. 
I want, I want again. I want like this child is dead. This child was trying to save his alien friend, his alien friend's parents, and I don't know where he was. Cops. He was killed by the cops as an accident, true, but killed by the cops. But in the movie, the movie, as edited for our benefit, wants us to believe the explosion killed him, which is not possible. But anyway, um, they try and give him CPR. Like a doctor shows up. It's okay. I'm okay. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm sorry. He's gone. Like it was like it was that fast. Uh, and like doesn't even doesn't try mouth to mouth or CPR or anything. he's just he's gone. He's gone. Uh, uh, and then all the aliens bring him back to life. Like I, I I'm skipping some details there, but like they come over and go, oh, dead kid, huh? Light shining out of my hands. Let's levitate him. About two feet off the ground. All right, let's put him back down. Now your kid's alive. How about that? That's it. Uh, that's it. I, I thought Coca Cola was going to be involved. Wounds. Yeah, or or I can't believe Coca Cola wasn't coming out of their hands. Being too close to an explosion. That was that was the. Like, now I'm not. I'm saying that like like this. Listen, if he was close to the explosion, honestly, shrapnel from the explosion could have easily killed. Him. Sure. He was nowhere near the explosion. A football was, field away from the, the explosion. Yeah, not not near it. Um, and but anyway, they bring him back to life. Uh, and everyone's like, "Hey, cool! These these aliens brought this kid back to life. That's pretty cool." That is somehow not the end of the movie. <laughs> the movie continues, Kate. I thought it I ended saw- three times when I watched right. this movie. I was like, oh. "I, I." I sent you a message says when you watch this film, however, you, however you think that Mac and me will end, you are wrong because are, no one could possibly, correct. no one could possibly see this coming. The final scene of the film is the FBI agents running like they're chasing an alien into a giant government building, running into a big room in that government building, and there's a, a judge at the top. Uh, do you renounce? all other governments and and swear to uphold the constitution of the united states uh, serve the thing against uh, defend the country against all enemies foreign and domestic or all this kind of shit and i'm like when i first saw this i was like what is what is happening and then the camera pans over to the entire family mac mac's little sister mac's mom and dad raising their right hand and swearing in as United States citizens. Mm -hmm. All of that would have been weird enough, but now they are wearing clothes from 1958. Like the mom has a weird little hat with like the little, the little pillbox hat with a little, little veil over it. Floral print dress with like a lace, thing around it and and the dad's wearing like a weird gray blue suit with a little stripy tie um so weird mac is wearing an oversized polo shirt all of our favorite characters after this happens everyone everyone yay so they decided to make them should i say citizens because they saved a boy's life and that's all you to do that's nothing i don't know if they had to like apply for asylum from their home planet or whatever but they're now they're they're citizens. Then 
Then like the fact that there's a then is insane. Then and now the then all of our favorite uh, human characters kiss the aliens on the lips, whatever lips they might have, in celebration. Then. Then the aliens and the and and I believe Eric and Debbie, I think, is it Michael there too, maybe? All pile into a 1957 Chevy Bel Air pink Cadillac type convertible and drive away together with Papa Alien behind the wheel driving. Mac is blowing a big Bubblegum bubble, cross-eyed, looking at it. Oh, crazy Mac. And then they pull away from it, and this computer-generated giant bubblegum bubble blows up so we can see it from 40 feet away from the car. And on that bubblegum bubble, it says, We'll be back, threatening a sequel. And that's the end of the movie. I also forgot one of the best scenes which is when Mac gets the little pow-pow power wheels like <laughs> thing to, to work and drives it away with all of the neighborhood dogs chasing him, which is crazy enough as it is. And then he crashes it into a tree, and then he's up in a tree. while This is while um, the mom is out jogging with Eric with her. Now he's up there. Um, uh, <laughs> and he's up in this tree... And the dogs are barking at him from below, and he's just sitting there, and the music starts, tired of being all by myself, feeling like I'm different from everyone else. It's the saddest little song, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hack up in a tree while the dogs are trying to eat him below. My and that's God. Never, it's never resolved, by the way. We never know how he gets out of that tree or why no. the dogs don't eat him or any of that, but it's just this beautiful little song about him. That was the song written, uh, the lyrics written by Alan Silvestri, who is one of the greatest composers of our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The end of the, that's it. From the McDonald's breakdancing scene to the end of this is its own movie. Oh. It's insane. It's kind of like the scene that you found from the room that never made it. I'm right. like, that just should have been the movie. Like, right. You spent way too much setting this up to get here. Yeah. This is its own magical thing. They should have yeah. leaned into it. I thought it ended like three different times. I thought it was going to end when they found the family and regenerated them. But I guess they had to equalize it that the aliens can regenerate the humans and then become right. American citizens. Just absolutely, absolutely bonkers. Yes. I don't know if I've ever been less decisive on whether or not I keep the flick in or not, to be honest. Um, it's, uh, it is again, one of those movies there. This is a terrible film. It's, it's awful. It, it, um, it like it, it's straight up. It is the reason why Disney toys are in Happy Meals. Do you know this? Because, because this company created a licensing agreement that put Mac and me toys in Happy Meals. And Disney saw what this was and then like created a, threw an offer at McDonald's that they could not 
stop. So like, so that was it. So that was that was where to, Happy Meal toys like becoming like the thing that they were was because of this movie. Oh my God, I remember collecting mini Beanie Babies. We didn't really eat fast food as kids, but my mom would go through the drive-thru and be like, I'll purchase a meal. I don't even want the meal, but I need a mini like platypus or whatever. Right. Like those toys became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe the most valuable part of this movie. Right. Uh, The the, the product placement that w- that went absolutely crazy. Remember we saw we watched a movie where Return of the Killer Tomatoes where they did a whole thing about there's pro- too much product placement yes. in movies. That was a response to this, this movie. Um Coca-Cola being literally everywhere nobody else drinks anything else, McDonald's being the whole like financier of the movie basically. All of that was because of this movie. Um the one thing about it that I thought was actually pretty cool and not like something they would normally do at the time uh, the kid who played Eric actually paralyzed. Like, yeah. Born born with a birth defect. Actually used a wheelchair. Uh, he had spina bifida from from birth. Uh, so it's re- they they set out like we are going to hire an actual kid in a wheelchair. Yes. Not but not put not get a, an actor and put him in a wheelchair. They actually wanted to do that, which is really cool and definitely not not the, the standard at the at time, time or even yeah. or even or even since. Um, but uh, that was a that was a really cool thing. Um, but like it's it's crazy how the it's one of the worst movies ever made. You got to see it. I mean, like it's one of those things. Like like it, it like when I when I was like, you've never seen Mac and Me. You have to see Mac and Me. Like it's just it's even if it, all you see is is again. From the McDonald's dance sequence—that's what I was gonna say—to the end, you gotta see it. That and then him falling off a cliff. But um, you pretty, everyone's already seen that. Seen that if they've seen anything to do with Paul Rudd. I was gonna say this is the first time I feel like I'm doing a division where I would say get the flick out of the first seventy percent of this mm, and keep the flick yeah. for the last thirty percent. Get the flick in, everyone, once. Get the flick out for the rest of your life. That's okay. that's the that, that's that's the kind of thing for me. Uh, you you got everyone's got to see it once and then never never ever ever again. Beautiful, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, and after you've seen it, you must tell three other people to see it who haven't seen it. Like it. Well, it, we, let's relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I I think I think there should be. I think everyone who watches it should film their reactions from the like should film their reactions from the McDonald's breakdance till the end. I need mean, everyone. I want to see everyone's reaction to the last being, like twenty minutes. They're, yeah. they're being sworn in as U.S. citizens and they're wearing nineteen fifties clothes. Like, because again, there's no way you could have predicted that at all. Uh, nope. It's it's the it's my god. All right, so everyone, thank you uh, for being here for this one. I don't know what the next one is going to be. You're picking it. I'm picking it because I'm I'm on a hot streak so far. You are. You're uh, on a heater. I'm on a heater. So we'll we'll see what's going on um, uh, next week when we'll tell you whether or not we want to get the flick out of here. R e s p e c t. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me.
Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.